I'm Natasha Chandran. And I'm Anna Avramovska. And this is No One, a podcast that explores the distorted narratives of our postmodern society. In today's episode, Natasha and I look at the concept of ships, romantic relationship, friendship, kinship, partnership, the ships by which we organize our lives. What happens when the order in which society organizes the importance of certain relationships clashes with your personal hierarchy, or maybe the lack of one? What is lost by structuring society and values based on a ship hierarchy? Has it always been this way? This episode is recorded in Gadigal land. So before we begin, we would like to pay respects to the traditional custodians of this land, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, who have looked after these lands and water for tens of thousands of years. We acknowledge that this land was stolen from them and that sovereignty has never been ceded. Hi, Anna. Hi, Natasha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Okay, so this episode is pretty interesting. It was, I mean, it was pretty interesting to research, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It I think, kinda, yeah. I think it's, we started with, um, we looked at the historical, we, we kind of took a historical approach to it. and Because yeah. there's no other way to do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, how we had you... to look at it from a historical point of view. It's <laughs> so interesting. We're going to talk about relationships, but we're going to, there's no other way to look at it. But hist- having a, like <laughs> doing a historical approach, that's not what <laughs> I think anyone would have in mind when they, t- <laughs> they when probably they go like, I'm going to talk yeah. about my personal experience. But no, we decided to look at the history of relationships. So, Natasha, what was the most interesting i don't know what was the most interesting thing that you i don't know that surprised you perhaps hmm i don't uh, i don't know if i don't know if i was surprised as much as as it just kind of i think it for me kind of confirmed a lot of things a lot of ideas that i probably already had established not just you know i mean not out of thin air, but Mm -hmm. ideas that we, you know, generally talked about and it just further confirmed Mm -hmm. that, you know, this is a cultural construct Mm -hmm. starting from the beginning of time Mm -hmm. right to what it is today. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you feel the same way, but it was not something that, I mean, were we really surprised? Like, were we like, ooh, this is shocking, well, not not really. I think I think the um, I mean the social love being a social construct. Mm. I think we've we also talked it to death. Yeah. Um, yeah, between ourselves, amongst all the other things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's pretty clear. But um, I think what I found interesting was that um, actually the the kind of like the invention of just um, what love is. Mm, mm. today and how it was actually kind of a, a concept that removed all nuance from the past. Mm, mm. So it was a concept that was invented um, kind of by the French. Yeah. Yeah, right? and it was also quite... Okay, so I, I mean, what was interesting about it was also this idea that, you know... Uh, I mean, I mean, when we talk about relationships and love, we also talk about friendships, right? And how friendships, in particularly friendships, male friendships were seen as the be-all, end-all and the definition of what a friendship is historically from the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And women weren't 
like you, you know, like we talked about, capable of those types of relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the w- women were seen as incapable of friendships. So you were seen as some someone that just can't do it. They, we, we were like... We have no loyalty. Well, that's what, yeah. it's, that's what the research is. Um, yeah. That's what it said. Because that's why there's no record, um, proper record of female friendships because we um, we just consider women, women don't know how to do that. Yeah, exactly. Friendship is just not... It's always like men can be friends and yeah. that exists as a thing, but women are just, well... They can't do it. Now, what do they do? You know, just, they just stitch and, you know, crochet. And it's just kind of ridiculous. Like from, the po- like, from today's point of view, that yeah. sounds insane. What did you think about that idea that um, I think when we were, like, talking about um, love and how uh, love was actually before that, we had so many words for love and we had so many ideas of love in in some places still today Mm. Um, but uh, what the French did they didn't invent love I mean of course it's ridiculous but like they invented romantic love yeah they kind of like as opposed to how it was yeah they got confused a little bit and they decided (laughs) that love now is equated with passion and desire and sex and yeah yeah and how it was before it was you know it was more about alliances and Mm -hmm. allegiances you know countries marrying i mean not countries marrying each other but (laughs) you know uh, kingdoms and kings and queens and it was all about securing property and land Mm -hmm. rights and as opposed to you know emotional love like Mm. feelings it wasn't i think feelings were for the mistresses and you know the Mm. and the not the wife and the husband yeah because the the definition of of love the first time when they when they like the courtly love when love started to be a thing that you can Mm. actually there's this thing that you start to feel for someone and yeah. this is like a desire that's just called this love. Mm. The first rule in that kind of courtly handbook was that love and mar- love is always exists outside of marriage and never in marriage. Mm. And to think that love can exist in marriage was a kind of laughable. Yeah, it was peculiar. It was peculiar. <laughs> it was like a laughable thing. Yeah. So you didn't really, um, there was no such thing as... Those two coexisting together. Yeah, coexisting. Yeah. It was just an insane... Yeah, you wouldn't even think of it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Back in back then, but yeah. now that's completely thrown out of the door. Yeah, now love is marriage, and marriage is love. Yeah, exactly. For most people, that is. Yeah, and then then even comp- don't you think that further complicates things because now love is marriage, but also at the same time we have lost all the nuances of what love means because mm. before you had like. Eros, right? Mm-hmm. Which is was the desire bit. Then you had mm. Philia, mm. you know, and then you had Agape, which was this um, the most purest kind of like almost you can say intellectual. Mm. Not it didn't need to be, you know, mm. like it was the purest form of love. And now that all fell mm. to desire, mm. you know, it all lo- kind of got lost in the way. So, Anna, why do you think you know love is? I suppose by you know is constantly equated or embedded in this idea of desire and and marriage Mm. that's a very interesting question because um it's still very like across cultures i think it's still very different Mm -hmm. but um but i think with the um before as i said um the greeks kind of had this idea 
of uh, philia, which is like reciproc, like you reciprocate love, so mm-hmm. it can be friendship. Mm. You had eros, which was pure, f- like flesh desire, mm. and then you had agape, which was selfless love. Mm. So this kind of was all of this was just available to men. Mm. Yeah, I think it's important that you say that. Yeah. Exactly, it was not really was not really available to everyone. So I think. Um, after in the French courts, when this became like, um, when first of all, it was invented in court in French courts, so it mm. wasn't available to normal people. Yeah, yeah, the plebs. And yeah. yeah, exactly. And it was just like so. You can say like they were they were bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And they decided. Oh my god, I'm joking. <laughs> but they decided to kind of like. Um, they even had like games that they played about to try to define this mm. you know like try to define love yeah because they had nothing else to do. exactly so be yeah. like okay they even had like a this rule book mm. so one of the rules i want that i remember is like you cannot be in love and be married because if you're getting married the desire just like the passion and thing dies and it ends and it ends yeah. so we had this like ideas that you know like that's when the whole um um like the troubadours mm. and the whole thing started when you kind of like fall in love um you have, for love's sake for love's sake yes without the desire and the sexual element to it without the sexual but the yeah. desire is still there mm-hmm. you know so instead of like looking to god as mm-hmm. like the this ideal or like you know now the lady Mm. becomes your object of passion and love and mm. but you never really do anything about it <laughs> do anything physical that is physical yeah. yeah which then i think i think that changed later in with the um french court when the king was getting like uh, mistresses and mm. and that was like then love got equated with desire actually with like mm. sexual desire so you had like your wife to get married and have kids with which was all practical reasons practical reasons yeah, yeah like you said and then you had your uh, like um your mistresses on the side or your yeah yeah but that's only as i you had mistresses on the side no not lovers if you're a woman you know mm. like it was available mm. still well for the most part for men mm. and it's also like you know you talk i mean it talks to this idea of the chase right Mm. It's about the chase, and once the chase ends, kind of goes, oh, mm. 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 it's like, now what? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why you have, that's why all the stories of that time end in tragedy, like Tristan mm. and Isolde. Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, because if you, you cannot be alive, mm. get really together and stay in love, because then that means, love means if it's consummated or whatever means death yeah that's so on interesting on all levels yeah so this, once you get married or you you get to know the person <laughs> that passion just, just dies, dies. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah. kind of idea was like uh, what was present at that time and then, then the romantics came I think after that yeah and it was this couple in the UK that kind of you know made that first change that kind of echoed throughout um centuries and now you know present time when mm-hmm. they decided to get married for love and also all that and you know the desire and the sex and the element of mm-hmm. attraction that is also embedded in mm-hmm. that and they completely redefined what marriage and love and desire is mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that was that was that was the first couple, right? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, to get married yeah. for love. There was a couple yeah. in the UK. I'm, I don't remember which year it was, but it was the 18th or the 19th century. I can't remember. But yeah, it was, but it was something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was somewhere. During, yeah, somewhere during that time. Yeah, 1870s, 1870s let's yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. Do you think that? What do you think? Um, do you think that we have? What have we gained? from let's say this kind of idea of joining marriage and and love mm. and what have we lost do you think there's anything lost or gained well i mean i mean i mean when we talked about this episode and we i mean as usual we talk things to death we talked about how you know in terms of i don't i don't know if gaining would be the way i would see it because in current society, we would, you know, if we were to bring this to present day, twenty twenty, it is about losses. You know, mm-hmm. it is also because we 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 organize our relationships based on hierarchies, and mm-hmm. we place importance to our, you know, romantic relationships and romantic partnerships, as opposed to our, you know, our friendships outside of that. You know, and and I think you know for legal purposes we do that mm-hmm. for you know convenience and just logistical mm-hmm. reasons mm-hmm. so which which culturally now redefines what friendships are mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think that is a loss mm-hmm. because now you you know i think it was a female poet that said you know mm-hmm. when marriage happens it's the death of friendships mm-hmm. because that is it kind of rings true. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And what do you think about it? What well, do you think like is gained or lost from seeing love this way or seeing this mar- like marriage with love? Yeah, I think I, I I totally agree with you. I think I I see it as well in terms of loss, mm. <laughs> which is I think it's gonna be. I think this is gonna sound. It's counter. It's a kind of counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that we both see it as like, oh, being married for love. It's like a loss. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, but I feel like it's not about. It's not about that. That's bad. I no, think, yeah. I, I think it, um, it's for me. I don't know. And and we talked about this before. It was more that actually the problem is that we are now getting we are equating. Um, marriage with mm. love, you know, with love. But then the problem is not in marriage with love. It's also, it's a problem is about how we define love. Mm. And love is now, have lo- we have lost all the other mm. um, nuances of love. Like we have lost maybe the, um, we're not lost, Not and it's not true for everyone, but for everyone as well. Mm. But most people consider like, it's about that attraction. Mm. You know, love is considered, you, you think straight away about desire, attraction and Mm. publicly you can't even speak about other things it's seen as a bad Mm. you know like you can't say oh i actually um i'm not i'm attracted you know somewhat but actually we are on the same i don't know we we think the same Mm. we like to talk about the same things we Mm. and that's all secondary Mm. the attraction is the the first thing and i think that's where i think a lot of um, problems comes when you actually marry someone 
purely for purely desire. for yeah. desire, purely for um, yeah. I was attracted to this person, or you go into a relationship purely based on attraction. I don't think, and especially for women, right? Mm, 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 mm. Because yeah. you need to think about um, a lot of other things. Yeah. As well. <laughs> I mean, practical stuff. And it's funny, like, we don't really, I mean, like, back in the day, you know, women were criticized for, I mean, not, I mean, the it, no, they weren't criticized, but, you know, it was it was the, the social norm that women were married off to create alliances and, you know, build mm-hmm. political relationships with countries and kingdoms. So they were seen as transactionary, right? Mm-hmm. And... Today, there's this trope that, you know, if you marry for, you know, wealth or or, or f- for something that is going to gain you some mm-hmm. level of social standing, that you're f- it's, frou- it's frowned upon. Mm. It's, it's not a good thing because you must marry for love, mm. whatever that means. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. What does marrying for love mean? But when, in fact, we actually do look at the practicalities, like when we do mm-hmm. marry, for example. Or we, even in a relationship. Or even when you're mm-hmm. partnered in a relationship, you are actually looking at the kind of basic stuff. Like, does this person clean? Mm. <laughs> does this person cook? Mm. Can can I live with this person? Mm. You know, is this going to be, can can I vomit in front of this person? In, is that okay? Mm. Which is... Yeah, can are my quirks accepted by this person? Yeah. Can yeah. I be who I am? Yeah. And which I, I think And not just be desirable. Yeah, exactly. All the time. Yeah, that's uh, I, I totally agree. I mean, you do consider the practicalities. And it's also the most important thing is like does this person care, genuinely care Mm-mm. about me? But I th- I think um I think this this is a problem, right? Mm. We look at we have um, hierarchies, mm-hmm. so we have put so much pressure on this one relationship because mm-hmm. the the hierarchy or our society dictates that this romantic relationship is your is the relationship, mm. and this one person is the your one everything. Yeah, do you think that 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 just makes it? Like, that's what makes it so difficult and and prone to failure. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, the higher divorce rates. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's not, it seems quite unnatural to expect so much out of one person for them to be, you know, the person that you have amazing sex with and then for them to be the person that cleans up your vomit and then the person who does you know who's your active listening all the time who's Mm -hmm. super invested and interested in every single thing you say and you know that person to also give un you know limited unbounding love and affection Mm. all the time Mm. which is and also to be your therapist your cook your chef everything you know your Mm. your nurse it's it's not i mean if you really think about it it's it's quite terrifying to have one person imagine that you know someone expecting that of you of of me mm. it's it's a lot of pressure <laughs> and i'm bound to fail yeah we are definitely yeah. i think it's very unfair yeah as well to kind of put that on one person mm. um and also at the same time expect that this person doesn't really um, elapse or change. Yes, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's. Um, and it's interesting that you say that you know not allowing that lapse or change. Like, do you think that also you know sort of contributes to 
you know, the possibility of why, you know, some relationships fail and because you expect a certain, you romanticize a certain idea of this person of, mm-hmm. you know, for example, when you met them and when everything was so rosy and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the honeymoon period, you know, mm-hmm. as they call it. And then you 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 have this this memory of that, and you kind of romanticize that, and mm. it becomes distilled in your memory, mm-hmm. and you expect that throughout your entire relationship. And you may be ten years down in mm. your relationship, and a lot of things would have happened, but there's that sort of subliminal expectation that that moment, that romanticization, is still mm-hmm. there. Like, do you think that that's kind of also the problem? Yeah, I think for sure because you're working. I think um, you know keep that that just that phrase keep the spark mm, alive mm, mm, mm. but what if the spark becomes uh, i don't know um, a flame a flame or, or 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 even like you know not even a flame maybe it becomes water yeah exactly you yeah know? completely changes <laughs> yeah. completely changes yeah. what about keeping that alive what if water is what you need to grow i mean yeah. to qualify this i think like if you're uh, how i um see like even this the whole keeping the spark alive and stuff, you should be able to let the other person uh, grow Mm-mm. completely and selflessly. Yes, and also not just say that performatively, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think today we say that all the time and we hear it almost like a catchphrase, oh, I'm going to let you grow and be a better person and you know, become this amazing individual and your sense of individuality is, you know, is there. But mm. that's... It's also, we have to be careful of not being performative of that mm. and actually embodying that and mm. understanding what that means because it actually quite, it actually can mean discomfort for you mm. if you're not ready to move in that line of change. Mm. And it's also uh, maybe a moment for you to kind of sit with that discomfort mm. if you have to. Mm, yeah, because it might mean that uh, you might need to go your separate ways. Yeah. Because for that person to grow, you need to go away. Yeah, exactly. And how comfortable are you with letting go? Yeah, letting go and just moving, yeah. stepping, stepping away, and not being—I mean, not possessing. Because yeah. love is, you know, and I think we can both agree here: love is not about possessing another person or anyone, for that matter. It be it even in a friendship, you're not. Mm-hmm. If it becomes possessive, and you know, your love is possessive, then that in itself it will undo the relationship mm. almost naturally. Mm. It will have a natural death. Mm. It's very interesting because uh, we kind of like structure, we structure everything in that one relationship, mm. right? Like that that's the most um, romantic relationship, let's say, like we deem it as mm. the, your most important. You, you live together mm. with your partner, with your romantic partner. You do things together. Um, mm. you, you make life decisions that concern you two together. Mm. And this is like, I'm, I don't have experience with kids and I don't want to talk about like having kids that's later. You know, like I, I, don't, I don't know what mm. that entails. Mm. But um, like you always make that as a unit. Mm. And and that kind to of to the exclusion of everyone else. Exactly. I mean, that's mm. the definition. Even like of like when you get married. Yes, to, that's you right. You get married to the exclusion, <laughs> or just to make sure it's for to the exclusion of everyone else. Mm-hmm. What about polyamorous mm. uh, relationships? Relationships yeah. like yeah. that doesn't include um, yeah. polyamory. It doesn't include a lot of like different styles of relationships or mm. um, 
even if I want, let's say, if I want to, if we want would want to move away as a group mm. and live like as friends somewhere, yeah. that would be laughable. Well, it would be laughable, yeah. but even visa issues, like yeah, I cannot, I cannot issues, tell yeah. the government this is my friend and I need you to give her a visa to live here. <laughs> yeah, look at me, I'm laughing. You know, um, it is, it's yeah. it's like what? No, yeah. <laughs> like that's just not how. Yeah, it's true. That's so true. So we have isolated ourselves in this and we expect everything from one person, mm. right? Then do you think that further creates isolation because you, you're now seen as a unit, you mm. know? Yeah, it's very interesting that you say that because, you know, I think, and it's, you know, it also depends, you know, I mean, who you are and, and you know, where you come from and what place you are in your life. And for me, it was very isolating when I came to Australia and I, you know, I got married. My friendships or, you know, the people that I spoke to were limited to my husband at the time mm-hmm. and and his extended family or mm-hmm. and, and also his friends at work because mm-hmm. I didn't have the opportunity. I wasn't working at the time. Mm-hmm. And that is very isolating because you live in this sort of echo chamber and this this little mm. bubble where you, his friends are not my friends and I know that subliminally mm. but I don't really have a choice because I'm in a new place I'm in a new country mm. I'm not really able to go and make friends organically I mean mm. I'm not going to go up you know go out to someone at Aldi and say can you be my friend mm. that would be a bit too weird but yeah okay, you know, that person would definitely not be your friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's very isolating and, and it can be very dangerous as well for yeah. you, if you're in a very toxic relationship. Yeah, because you have you, you you have no no support structure. Mm-hmm. And as a as a migrant, uh, as a migrant, I think it's it's like crucial that you do not prioritize your romantic relationship over your friendship. It it, it is mm. I mean, first of all, it, I I don't know my opinion mm. uh so feel free yeah, yeah feel free to disagree but in my opinion i think that if you um decide to focus on your romantic relationship as a single relationship and as the most important mm. and you put all your effort effort in mm. that uh first you're going to put too much pressure on that person that you're mm. with mm. Uh, and obviously that person's going to suffer mm. because I mean, like you're not going to be a nice person to live with, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's too it's too much because you're putting all your like your that's your one and all. Mm. But then also you you don't really consider you you don't have a support structure, so you're losing your support structure. So um, you don't have. I mean, before, like I don't know, when I was in um like uh, different relationships and stuff, I would always think, who can I call? Mm. now mm. that I can tell them look I'm moving in with you for the next six months yeah and they would be like like not even a question Mm-mm. you know because and it, at home you have those relationships oh, yeah. but now you're in a new country like who can I be this much of an inconvenience but not care about it yeah exactly no that's so true yeah I mean and that that is actually so you know crucial to cultivate you know and uh, to not just I mean for I mean for obvious reasons but also for you know just 
your general well-being. Isn't it nice to have friendships outside of your, you know, your your relationship with your partner? Isn't mm-hmm. it nice to have that level of affection and love from someone else mm. as well without it having to be compared to mm. the other? Mm. That this constant comparison that I need to choose this over the other. Mm. It doesn't have to be a choice. It doesn't have to be this is more important than the other. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to ask you, how do you organize now your, what's your hierarchy? How mm-hmm. how does that work if it's not, if your romantic relationship is not, um, you know, mm. the like the best and Only. beyond and all, yeah. and I don't know. Well, see, that's the thing, you know, I've learned through my lived experiences in my past of, you know, being divorced and, you know, getting married and then getting divorced and going through that entire process and feeling, you know, the isolation and just, you know, not also having the financial independence of of being in that particular Mm -hmm. relationship and not having a social safety net. I've learned that for me, I I cannot, if I were to be with a partner, organize, you know, my relationship with this person in such a way that that is the priority, that is prioritized against all my other relationships and friendships. Because, Mm. you know, the truth is when I was in my most desperate moments, it was not my romantic relationships (laughs) that came to save me. Mm. It was not my romantic partners that were there to pick up you know, the slack and, you know, you know, basically do the dirty work. Mm. It was actually my friends and, you know, my sister and my family. And mostly, you know, friends, you know, that I, I, I probably probably should have made more of an effort to, you know, connect with, you know, at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I had completely, you know, disregarded it because I was so embedded in this idea that it needed to be I'm also guilty of it you know because mm. I I did think at a certain point that this is how it needed to be no for sure I think we're all guilty we're of all it, guilty yeah. of it and and we learned I mean I learned you know at that point in time through this experience that this is not working there's a reason why it's not working because mm. to me it didn't feel natural mm. and you know I think I think you kind of feel the same way right yeah, 100% because I I can't I can't say it. of course I'm guilty of it as well mm-hmm. and um I think like you said like it's your friends that pick up the pieces when it's but also even um even if your partner is amazing mm. um you know and uh the, you cannot expect you know for that person to be the only person that's mm. going to support you in every way i mean to grow you cannot you cannot rely on you cannot think about growth mm. in terms of one single person mm. and even if it's i mean i can cry um sometimes you make me cry like you made me cry <laughs> last week yes, <laughs> so i had yes. to go somewhere else <laughs> that's right yeah. no i'm joking but you know like it, it, it is it is a um I think you you have to have a, a room and space to grow, yeah. and to grow you need a community. Mm-mm-mm. I think that's the main point. It's not about um, you know, and even when I say community, I don't mean five couples and we are all yeah, kind of a community, but then we are all very it's still very coupley. Coupley, you yeah. know, uh, community is what 
um, you know, you usually would come naturally, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you stay in one place for a very long time. But for migrants, that kind of like the idea of community changes and you need to work so much on it. Mm-hmm. So I think the most important thing that I, I, I don't know is that yeah, friendship is um, and partnership or love mm. is work. Yes. And right? work in progress. Yeah. And it's, it's always work yeah. in progress. Yeah. And you, I mean, I mean, we're all very, I mean, we're self-reflexive, you know, creatures, aren't we? Because we, we, we no longer, I mean, uh, have prescribed ideas of what is and isn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and now we're able to reimagine different versions of ourselves. Like, you know, I may be, I mean, I can, I can definitely say that I was not the same person even mm. three years ago. I mean, you can attest to this. Mm. Was I the same person? No. Am I the same person? No, no, no. No, no exactly. Sure. In three years, I've changed so much. And if that change is not, you know, is not absorbed and accepted by not just my partners, but also my friends and my family, then that becomes a problem. Because mm-hmm. then I'm now I'm not able to be my truest and most authentic self with the people that I trust the most, mm-hmm. and that's a problem. Because I need to have like you know we all perform, we all have our performing mm-hmm. you know performance face or our game face when we're out there in the world. Mm-hmm. But we need to have that backstage relaxed. Mm-hmm. This is who I am with my inner circle. And if you don't have that, then you're kind of in a bit of a Sticky situation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very least. difficult because a lot of people are, and I've been in that situation because you're kind of like trying to, uh, I mean, it's also about reciprocity, right? Like mm. what you're saying is mm. like you need to find the people that will equally reciprocate, reciprocate yeah. because you cannot um, hold this standard mm. for yourself mm. f- with everyone and then expect them to <laughs> to allow you to you know Mm-mm-mm. you kind of have to accept that you will lose people you yes. cannot you cannot have that authenticity kind of which is not, it, not i i really hate the word authenticity yeah, because it means reason. like there's a different version. Yeah, it's so true because there's like it alludes to the fact that you're not real. There's a, two sides to you, but then you know we're really multifaceted. Mm, yeah, like there yeah. is an authentic version, and yeah. there's another version that is not authentic. Yeah, that's, that's so true. I think that's. Yeah. I, don't know, I just think of that as really ridiculous. It's very reductive, yeah, and very reductive because I, I mean, I have a different. I'm a different person with every single person you meet. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're. Like, you know, you cannot really say you can't locate. You know, the I authentic mean, me, Anna. Yeah, that's which right. is you know that's such an egoistic point of view that I am this character, Mm-mm. and I I feel that and that what kind of like you know when you have friends and stuff or partners and you you change mm. and you change a lot or something changes. It it, it should you should be allowed mm. to to change. Mm. You know, you shouldn't be like, um, no, 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 like you can't change. I, I accepted you yeah. in um, on the 25th of March as that person. And that's, and then three days, that's three days our, later, yeah. yeah, that's the standard. Yeah. And then 10 days later, you've decided to be this other person. I can't accept that wasn't part of our agreement. That wasn't part <laughs> of our agreement. I mean, and and you, and you they should be free. To, to disagree and go their separate ways. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 
But I think that's the fear, right? It's the fear and the sitting with the discomfort that mm. this may mean that you might lose this person that you love. But it's also, you know, the only way to look at it. Because mm. what what are you going to do? You know, shackle this person down to mm. to your home and say you can't leave? <laughs> it's, I mean, that's terrifying. <laughs> that's Please so don't do that. That's, just, that's disturbing. That's, yeah. yeah, that's not okay. Exactly. What do you think? Okay, let's, let's should we talk about our our friendship? What do you think about our friendship? How, what's the what are the tenets on which our friendship is built? Or are mm. there any? Well, I mean, we have to caveat this cuz we got very lucky. Mm. You know, we got I mean, a lot of people tell us this and I think only up until recently we've actually realized how lucky we are that we 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 have this sort of this synergy that mm. just comes very naturally mm. to us, that isn't forced. It's very authentic. And that's mm. probably why we're able to do all of this because mm. we're at the same wavelength. Mm. And we also respect that there are moments where <laughs> we're, I, you know, like you said, I made you cry. So our relationship is also a work in progress. Yeah, exactly. And we have arguments and, you know, oh, but yeah. we work through it. Yeah, exactly. We? I think that that's the... I think the the point I think the 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 kind of unsaid tenet of our relationship is that we've always from the beginning kind of had this idea you should be allowed to change and grow yes and and you should be allowed to express yourself or whatever you feel in mm. and and, you sh- and there's no judgment but mm. I'm also allowed to express my feelings of what what you do yes so yes exactly if i disagree with that yeah exactly yeah. so i think that we've kind of like created this if that's the tenet of the relationship mm. we've kind of um that's why i think we cannot we i mean if you want to get angry with me or you don't like something yeah i cannot say that that's not okay yeah yeah because you know just just you know and this is true for you know this it's true in terms of our relationship and in it being completely reciprocal Mm. in the sense that you know you know i if i'm allowed to change Mm -hmm. then you're allowed to tell me that i'm not feeling very comfortable with this change and this is hurting me Mm -hmm. and our you know disagreements (laughs) and me making you cry (laughs) Is all you know part of that, but we work it out. We talk about yeah, it, exactly. you know, and that's that's the work in progress bit, the, yeah, the yeah. communication. Don't you think that th- that is actually a major part of our relationship, of our friendship, that mm-hmm. we communicate our our moments of I'm not feeling great, I'm really not happy about this, mm-hmm. and it just actually n- quite naturally ekes out of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, because we we've kind of like set the standard that mm-hmm. that's okay to do. Mm. And that's um and you know that that that's how this should work because if if in any way this is becoming, you know our relationship is becoming too like constricting constricting then it yeah. shouldn't there's something wrong and that's like why we're yeah. constantly working at it and also I think that we've talked about this so I uh, when I met Natasha we both have sisters Mm-mm, yes so. When I met Natasha's sister, so weird because I don't even remember um, Natasha introducing me to Gita. I think you kind of like, we just like... We didn't even do that. We didn't do that. We, we just, didn't do the, the whole, hi, this is Gita. No, this we just, I thing. was like, oh, I know you since forever. I don't... Yeah, like, that's and so we, true. 
get along so well. Yeah. And same uh, when Maria came to yeah, Sydney. Yeah, so true. It was the same. And now we all have this um, Sunday book, book club, Sunday book coffee, club. Yes. drink session. And when we first logged in, it was you, Migi, Tan, Maria, and they, we didn't even introduce them. They yeah, because they like hadn't a, met. Yeah. They hadn't met, but they was like, no, just come, we know each other. Yeah. <laughs> there's no need for, yeah, like, there's this no need. formality. Actually, was, yeah, I didn't think about that. That is so true. Well, I, yeah. I, and I think what we spoke just before we came here, that we kind of figured out that we always think of our relationship as... Um, the first question that I ask myself kind of, and then you you said that you do as well, is like, would I, because I, you find one relation that is so precious. And for mm. me, it's with my sister. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I, I, I like absolutely love my sister. And I would do anything. I just literally go and die. Yeah, you take a bullet. Yeah, you I know, know I for say sure. that all the time. Uh, yeah. for like for sure. Not, yeah. no, not even like when we, we were, even hesitate. when we went in Nepal, we were tracking. Yeah. Um, in uh, we were trekking, and then there was this like I don't know like a cliff, and we had to like walk, and she was walking first, mm. and then you, literally you had no space. It was just like maybe ten centimeters like mm. of a cliff, and then I, I like in my head I'm like, if she falls now, I'm I'm just jumping straight away. <laughs> I'm not even thinking. I'm like I can't survive because I, it was my idea yeah. <laughs> to do this. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm yeah. just like trying to like stay calm, and I'm but I'm ready, get, like getting, getting ready, ready, getting to, just ready jump to just in. jump yeah. as well. Just if she dies, yeah. I'm like I'm jumping. Um, yeah. Like that's it, my life's over. Yeah, it's so but beautiful. I kind of it's it's terrifying, but it's beautiful. It's Please terrifying, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was like oh my god, yeah. like I can't deal with this. But for example, when I think of other relationship, doesn't matter romantic relationship, mm. my partner, my like you, my other friends, I mm. try to think of would I say this to my sister? Mm. Would I do this to my to to my sister? I mean like no like, yeah. like would I would I like if I have to tell them of something that is bothering me, would I be like, because I know that I care for her. Yeah. Do I care? Enough. About enough about this person. Yeah. Or should I care enough about this person to do the things that I would like? For example, if I want to give you like a, let's say, if I want to critique something that you yeah. do and I think that this is not good for you. or You would if, just be honest, brutally honest I have to me, be yeah. brutally honest yeah. and I have to know. With my sister, I don't have that fear that, I mean, she's stuck with me. I mean, yeah. When you were born, we were born in the same family, so you have no choice. You can't we run can't away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's that, so that, that fear is removed, that, you know. But with you, for example, or with other friends, I would think, okay, I think that I need to say this. And I know this person is not going to like it. Mm-hmm. But I have to, because I, 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 I know that I have to say it because I feel mm. through my understanding, or maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but I have to say it because mm. I care. Mm. So even with my partner, I have to think, do I, I, I care about this person? So I want to see this person grow and flourish. Mm. Would I say this? Yeah, and you don't want to be, you know, you don't want your relationship to be defined, you know, by walking on eggshells, mm. you know, because, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I remember when I was, you know, choosing to get married, my sister did not mince her words. <laughs> <laughs> no one in my family minced their words. Mm. They were not happy, you know, <laughs> and I heard all the different variations of that unhappiness coming mm. out. And I think... You know, because we cared so deeply for each other and she cared so deeply for my well-being, Mm. she 
had to say what she say uh, what she said and i had to accept that mm. that's how she felt mm. and i think that is the truest freedom mm. and the most you know beautiful sort of relationship you can possibly try and achieve because it's not a it's not just about saying nice things to each other and being happy and oh yeah all that sure. yeah because i want to see like even um like my friends and my partner and anyone that I'm involved with I want to see them grow. Mm-hmm. So I want to you know like I I or grow or just uh like whatever I can do to kind of like mm. extend my help or whatever mm. it is. And I think that um uh, in that way you kind of like make sure that it's not only about you know you you kind of like undercut all these other things about what friendship is. Mm. Like how it should, you know, it's less important than your partnership. Um, competition, especially like when you think about female friendship, a lot mm. of like female friendships are, I mean, like just what's watch, like you watch on TV or like mm. TV shows. You have like females are friends until they find a guy or their friends just in this like cohort. Until lo- they looking, move out of it. Yeah. Like looking for guys. Yes, that's so true. And that's like, What? Yeah, what is that? What is that? Like, I know. I don't. I, I don't. I really don't understand that. Because, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Because why would you like you want your your friend to not succeed just in finding a guy? You want them to succeed in their like fulfilling their dreams, mm. finding a better job, like mm. in their education, in their. And studies. you want to be a part of those milestones, right? Like, 100%. I want to be a part of your milestones when I don't know you go and do your PhD or become mm. a coder or whatever. Mm. I want to mm. be part of that. I don't want to be, you know, excluded from those milestones because those, because mm. I'm invested in your well-being. Yeah, exactly. I'm invested in you succeeding. Yeah, and it's and it's very interesting because you, you've, you've learned so long that that's not, like, I mean, I've been in, a rela- in relationships where I, I haven't been that person. Yes, absolutely. That, that cared. Yeah, enough and, yeah. you know or yeah. in friendships i i have definitely been that person that have not cared enough or yeah. or cared in a different way mm. like trying to Im- impose yes absolutely ideas while you know like i think that kind of um finding that um that balance, balance yeah and learning so through your own you know your own like you said your own mistakes and your own you know failings of you know because you know we're not always amazing friends mm. to our friends or mm. amazing partners to our partners. Yeah, and that's fine, right? And that's fine because it's impossible to live up to this standard of perfection. It's just not, it's not, it shouldn't be the standard. Yeah, exactly. And usually you often, don't you, do you think that it's often more that like that the mistakes define us rather than what we do? Yes. So so often we're defined by our mistakes rather than mm. all the other stuff. All that the you've good done. stuff. Mm. Oh yeah, because it's so much easier to remember. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like how you remember that I made you cry, yeah. as opposed to all the amazing things I've done for you. See? Yeah, yeah that's so true. But it's not like it's not Natasha's not like making me cry. No, or yeah, I make her cry. You know, like, yeah, we not, make each other cry. We make each other cry. cry it's, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not like I, we're not in an just, abusive relationship, guys. Don't worry. <gasps> Yeah. happy tears yeah <laughs> yes happy tears yeah um yeah but that's 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 very i think it's like a important thing to say that it's important to i think you said that while we were at home you said something like it shouldn't be a hierarchy it should be a round table mm. of really your, your your ships mm. 
your partnership, your mm-hmm. family, or I don't know, it doesn't need to be a family, you know. But whoever your, that you Whoever deem, you consider yeah. your family, yeah. your your friends, your you, you, sh- you should have it at the round table. You should have a community. Yeah, and it shouldn't be, you know, I mean, it, it's not, it shouldn't be hierarchical, you know, as in top, bottom, bottom, top. It should be, you know, a, a, a sort of around, like you said, a round table mm. where everyone's kind of, everyone has equal power, mm. a power, mm. you know, play in, in the stake or in the, the well-being of that relationship. Mm. And I think a lot of the times that is the problem, right? It's the struggle for power in mm. any relationship, even in a friendship or a marriage mm. or a partnership. Mm. It's that tug of war of mm. who's gaining, who has, you know, who's wielding more power or, or if you're wielding more power, I'm trying to take back power. Mm. And it's finding that mm. equilibrium, mm. you know. I think that's good. That's so many, that's crucial. I think like, mm. we we've, we didn't even talk about power, but power is actually super I important. I mean, super important. Yeah. And what do you think, like, do you think that a successful relationship have this um, power fluidity where, where it's mm. not like equal, mm. but it's fluid. It can, um, mm. one, one from one day to the next, you are able to change your, your relation, your, your, um, I mean, if you have power in this mm. today, maybe it's going to change. If you have, uh, I don't know, financial power at one point, mm. you know, and you have that kind of, maybe that's going to change. Maybe you're going to be in a different position that the power relationship are not always stag- equal and stagnant. You do this. Mm. You have the power in saying, in this or, moment in choosing, in time. Or, or in choosing this, 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 mm. in choosing mm. where we're going to live. You have the power in choosing how we're going to, organize our house let's Mm, say mm. you have the power in choosing where we're gonna go or whatever Mm. and then the other person has the power to choose um, Mm. what we actually do with our lives or or where Mm. do we where we're gonna move or Mm. or where we're gonna travel i don't know like yeah and i mean i mean it's all you know it really is how you know what you communicate to this person Mm. or to your friends or whoever that you're doing this with of what those boundaries are, what those limitations mm. are. Like, okay, we decide this in this moment in time, and then we're going to change that. Now mm. I, I'm going to do this, mm. and I've decided that this is the best way forward for our relationship. Mm. And that is crucial, which more often than not sometimes doesn't happen. Mm. That that sitting down and actually talking about, okay, this is where we're at, mm. and this is how, you know, now I have more power, but... You know, there'll come a time where I may not have mm. the same amount of power, especially, you know, for example, financial power. Mm. I may be in a position where I'm in between jobs and you may need to, you know, look after us for mm. more mm. for a period of time. Yeah, I might be doing something creative that <laughs> yeah. doesn't doesn't have a lot of financial power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, that's not necessarily true. And let's hope that would never that would change. Then, yeah. But um yeah, that's that, that's so true. And also, like, um, we always see power as, like, even with roles, right? Mm. Connected to roles, you, you see that certain roles, like being financially responsible is the the power role. Mm. Yes. You know, like, that, yes. that, that's what it is. But sometimes there's, like, you know, you have soft power. Yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely. You have so many different ways and i think it's important to be able to change roles mm. to to try to experience all roles in mm. a, you know to 
to shift and change and not always stay mm. in the same like I mean even when in our relationship sometimes um you I, I, you have like I don't know um you know how to do something better than I do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and 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 yeah maybe and vice you, versa yeah. yeah exactly and it's for that day yeah and we are I think we do this very naturally you know like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you there's no yeah, it doesn't you know have what I mean. To, it's kind of understood. It's kind of understood. Or yeah. you, you have this. You, this is your thing. You know, mm-hmm. and you, and and that changes next week. It's me. Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't really have a yeah a set of roles that we are constantly in. They're not fixed. Yeah. They're not fixed. And know? we're constantly renegotiating them every day. Every day. And I think that's. I mean, that's crucial, right? Because in any any given relationship, you know, be it romantic or non-romantic i mean power dynamics it's it's crucial to to at least be aware of that to be aware that there are moments in time where you may actually have a lot more you know power than this other person Mm. and and i think that awareness sometimes is is it doesn't happen you you it's obscured because Mm. you know you you're in that position of power and that's when yeah and that's when a lot of problems start appearing where you know this other person feels powerless Mm. and and hence you know issues issues Mm. yeah yeah because you're never really aware yeah of i mean most of the time we're not really aware and this is when we have more power yeah yeah exactly and that's more true in like in a romantic relationship because um i mean society says who has power you know has been Mm -hmm. organized you know and even in that way you have the patriarchy i mean exactly come on yeah you can't can't not talk about the patriarchy fuck the patriarchy just (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah so i think the moral of this story is that you should not sail on a single ship (laughs) your whole life yeah that's right or always choose the same ship yeah, cultivate all your other ships and see where that takes you. Yeah, and especially, like, it's interesting to hear from you people. What what do you think, especially considering that love is a construct and mm. it's been embedded in our psyche as this love is equated to desire because of um pop culture Mm-mm. because of media mm. um what we need to desire and what we need to feel has always been prescribed by and this dictated, yeah. and dictated so um it's it's a good practice to kind of step away and think what do i think about uh, ships by which yeah. i organize my life so yeah we would love to hear your thoughts about this and you know I mean, Ivana and I could talk about this. We could probably talk about this for, you know, five to ten hours. But, you know, but really we would love to hear your ideas and your thoughts about, you know, the relationships and the ships in which you organize your life around. And, you know, that probably or may include, you know, even your professional relationships and acquaintances. And it's not just necessarily... Um, your romantic relationships or your friendships. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Please reach out to us and let us know what you think. In our next episode, um, we're going to be looking at data and um, 
the claustrophobia that comes from living in your personal algorithm can be comfortable yet deadly. Obsessions about, you know, AI takeovers are well enmeshed in the modern psyche. And questions about AI self-awareness seem more as questions of when rather than if. But what if the order is reversed? And have we missed the real question? Are machines becoming self-aware or are humans becoming commodities? So stay tuned. Bye. Bye.